the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week at early dawn, the women came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home amazed at what had happened. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The women stood by Jesus until the very end. They saw everything. The trial, the crucifixion, the death. They watched as his body was laid in the tomb, paying careful attention so that they could come back with spices to care for their friends, even in his death. And yet, for all their eyewitness accounts through it all, their words seemed to the other disciples, the men, to be an idle tale. They didn't believe them. Maybe they had come to expect being dismissed like that, but it still had to sting. Now, to be clear, the role of the women in these stories cannot be understated. They are the first to experience the good news of resurrection. But Peter doesn't believe them. He has to go to the tomb for himself. When he gets there, sure enough, the women were telling the truth. What reason would they have to lie about this? But does Peter apologize for not believing them in the first place? No, of course not. Instead, he just goes home. It's easy to want to blame Peter for his lackluster response. But when I consider the circumstances and ask myself what I would have done, well, I probably would have done the same thing. What else is there to do? Maybe it's not that Peter didn't believe them. Maybe it's that he was afraid to believe them. What if they were telling the truth? Think about it. Only a couple of days before, you're sitting in the courtyard of the high priest while your teacher and friend is inside undergoing this sham trial. After being abruptly arrested for reasons you can't comprehend, and when someone in the crowd recognizes you, your go-to response is to deny who you are. Not just once, but three times. 
And then just like that, just like he said, the cock crows, and you meet his gaze, looking back at you, abandoned. Would you want to face that person you had hurt so badly again, if there was any chance they were still alive? What would you even say? What would you do? What if the women were telling the truth? What if Jesus was somewhere around? What if he was lurking around the tomb just waiting to pounce and confront you? Yeah, I'd go home too. There is no feed my lambs, tend my sheep moments in Luke's gospel. No moment of reconciliation between Peter and the risen Jesus. There's not really even any direct evidence, at least as far as Luke tells the story, that Peter and Jesus ever saw each other again. Only that final gaze of denial and disappointments in the high priest's courtyard. The next appearance of Peter won't come until the book of Acts, or Luke part 2. In Acts, Peter would go on to become one of the boldest and fiercest leaders in this new Jesus movement, even to the point of martyrdom, atoning for his past mistakes, maybe, making up for lost time, attempting to somehow repair a relationship that he never had the chance to mend. It is into that broken relationship that resurrection happens. Not dependent on anything Peter or anyone else says or does. Hallelujah anyway. It is into our brokenness too that resurrection happens. Into our broken world into hospital wards overwhelmed and understaffed, into cities destroyed by military strikes, into our countless stories of loss and grief and isolation and fear, into all of those places that don't feel like much cause for rejoicing, resurrection happens. Hallelujah anyway. As the late theologian Marcus Borg puts it, to say that Jesus is risen is to say that Jesus is Lord. And to say that Jesus is Lord is to say that Caesar and Rome are not. Jesus is Lord and nothing else gets to lay claim to that. Not violence or war, not disease or death, not loss or grief, none of it. That is cause for shouting hallelujah and perhaps especially so, when we can hardly bring ourselves to even mumble hallelujah. To shout hallelujah is to proclaim resurrection in the midst of broken places, to proclaim that brokenness does not get the last word. Hallelujah anyway. Holly McGee puts it best in her children's book, as so many times children's books can do in her book, Come With Me. She begins, all over the world, the news told and told and retold of anger and hatred, people against people, and the little girl was frightened by everything she heard and saw and felt. 
But in the pages that follow, after riding the train with her papa and going to the grocery with her mama and walking their dog with the neighbor boy across the hall, she realizes one step at a time they understood what they could do to make the world a better place. They could go on, brave, gentle, strong, and kind to one another and to all living things. McGee doesn't once say the word hallelujah anywhere in her book. But in the actions of the characters in this story, in their ways of showing up and making the world a better place, their lives proclaim hallelujah anyway. This Easter morning, our first back together fully in person in church since 2019, three years ago, hard as that might be to believe, we carry so much with us, so much that gives us pause from shouting hallelujah. And yet here, this morning, in this moment, we proclaim a defiant and unexpected resurrection. Hallelujah anyway. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. <laughs>